our main tagline, I would say, is your main source of knowledge for everything related to the business of dropshipping. So a lot of people are building informational products out there and they are willing to share their knowledge and to work with dropshippers and suppliers, but nobody out there is collecting everything in one place. Dropshipping never stopped being an attractive option for fledgling entrepreneurs and their brands. It's been my observation that over time, you just need to be more serious about your brand for it to really take off. Tens of thousands of businesses full of potential could fail, whether it's a lack of knowledge regarding the best suppliers, mentors, or apps, to name a few roadblocks. Between our previous episode with Dropshippers Academy, and now my guest today, Martin Stoymanoff, and his website, dropshipping.com, the conversation is just getting started. Martin Stoymanov, it is good to have you here on Ecomotics. How are you doing this fine afternoon? How are you feeling today? Oh yeah, perfect. I am so excited to be your guest and to share my experience and my knowledge with your dedicated dropshipping audience. Well, I'm I'm happy to to have you on, and I did have the uh, distinct privilege of being able to look into what you're doing, and even having collected a lot of the information that I have, I was even finding some stuff that uh, I found. Uh, insightful and looking forward to expanding on that today. So opening question for you is to tell us what you do and what are you up to these days? Yeah. Okay. So we can kick off this call with our main project that we are doing these days. So it's Mm dropshipping.com. It's a big, huge medium for all dropshipping people out there worldwide that want to collaborate, share knowledge, and learn mostly everything connected to the business of dropshipping. So we are building big platform that will connect the supply and demand on a high level and people can learn everything from scratch, how to build their businesses, how to find suppliers, products, stores, apps to inspire their journey and to collaborate in a premium forum. So that's mainly our job these days. And we are building this startup for like three to four months. And we are happy to announce that we reached the number of 10,000 active users and more than 1,000 subscribers in just three months. I think it's important for, I'm a big fan of this word, it's called nexus. I think it's important for there to be a a nexus of information where a lot of you know, information streams, they flow and they, and they enter one area so that people can, can go to, you know, one distinct place, find what they need to find and then move into other directions. So to uh, what I was alluding to some of the stuff that I looked into, you know, one of the, one of the things I enjoyed looking at were some of the articles on there about if I wanted to start drop shipping, say in, in Canada or in Australia, and, you know, there's different things to keep in mind for, for, for these different countries. So, and at the same time, somebody might go in with a preconceived idea of where they want to work. And then they see all these articles for all these other countries that maybe maybe they haven't even heard of before, let alone thought about doing business in. So it it, it is an important task uh, for, for, for sure. What I want to know is if you can take us back to the, the starting point for this. And, you know, in, in the position that you're in, what was the origin of this website? You know, what problem did you see in the, in the market and in the industry and in the, in the community that no one seemed to be solving? Yeah, of course. So our main tagline, I would say, is your main source of knowledge for everything related to business of dropshipping. So a lot of people are building informational products out there and they are willing to share their knowledge and to work with dropshippers and suppliers, but nobody out there is collecting everything in one place. And that's why we want to just to build something that's uh, one place to go for every dropshipper. So the problem we are solving is kind of fighting those uh, fluffy advice out there, those fake gurus, I will say, sorry, sorry to, to for using these words, but a lot of people are sharing knowledge from zero experience. And they, of course, we are living in that age of internet that uh, when everyone has the power to share their experience, which is fine. But if you want to go somewhere and find all the information for starting your online businesses, especially dropshipping or e-commerce business, this is the place to go. And the premium domain itself says it all, dropshipping.com. So that's why... We wanted to put everything together, build the apps, build the futures, build the tools, the supplies directory, and give it everything for free for our uh, dedicated audience. 
Yeah, I mean, I just I just wanted to to comment on uh, on on the guru problem because you're not the first person to mm-hmm. to bring up the the misinformation and what I think the problem was and 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 I and I maintain that I try to ma- keep my perspective as an outsider, you know, from from the media uh, arts landscape um, uh, entering um, this community is I think the problem is that the the gurus had a lot of influence especially during the early part of of drop shipping and so their their reach was uh quite large and quite vast and so they had established a lot of ideas and myths about drop shipping that since that point of all a lot of other people such as yourself you know have been working to um uh, to demystify and and I think for the most part, I, I will give some credit. I assume that they have, you know, managed some success, but it's a, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of like, yeah, I earned 600,000 in revenue and it only cost me $550,000 and I didn't actually <laughs> earn all that much. I could have earned more if I just worked at McDonald's. And, and, and I think there's a lack of evolution on their part is that, you know, the advice they had given maybe was good six years ago, but if there's no adaptation to it, then there's, there's no need for them. And it's, and it's a beautiful business model, right? Yeah. I will sign up for my course. You know, you pay all the money. Oh, it didn't work. Well, maybe you just didn't have enough gusto for it. I'll throw this one in just for the fun of it, but off the top of your head, have there been any myths or misconceptions about dropshipping that you felt you really needed to, um, uh, to demystify and expose the truth of? Of course. Yeah. And the same situation is in all those emerging industries and trends like NFTs, uh, crypto, every industry, every industry is collected from people who are just looking for information and those who are providing information from not baked with data or real experience. And some of the misconceptions and the last thing we are looking all over the news is, is dropshipping bad? So that's one of the biggest questions people are asking because, you know, the, the, the curve of learning and growing this kind of business model was uh, 2016, 17 was the boom. Then it all went down. And after the pandemic, everything is coming back again. Like people are shopping more often uh, online. And that's why we want to resolve and to get the answers to those people who are thinking, okay, is it legal? Is it working yet? <laughs> how, how can yeah. I make money? But the biggest misconception is that you can get rich overnight. And that's what we want to fight for because it's not something that you put your uh, hours working like for a day or two and then you receive the gratification almost immediately. Because like everything online, yeah, you can acquire quick success if you have the capital, if you have the knowledge acquired, and if you have something that's so trendy, like, okay, let's say for now, the last week, if, if you are the first person who is selling the Squid Game masks, okay, you are on the right place. You can get rich overnight. But that's not the case with most of the stores and people are uh, regretting the day they started dropshipping because of those fake misconceptions that you can get rich overnight. And we are sharing the real knowledge. Not, we, we don't have one single article or piece of advice that says, get into dropshipping, you will get rich or you can be the next winning success in the world. I wrote down as a note, just to, I'm not saying we're definitely going to get to it, but I'm, I'm going to see if we can get to it just uh, to ask your take on the NFTs and cryptos. Cause I'm a bit of a, I, I, I've become a bit of a fan of NFT and, and, and my associate Connor is being uh, big into crypto. So uh, we might talk about that. And I'm saying we will. Anyways, um, what I thought I, I, I was kind of taken aback by the fact that your website is called dropshipping.com just because it's, you know, the most i think authoritative name i think the only name that might be a little bit more like full and encapsulating might be dropship.com but you know dropshipping is is pretty uh, is pretty darn good so like did you have any trouble acquiring this domain or was it really just sitting there waiting for someone uh, yeah it's a kind of fun, uh, funny story because you know so. when, when you acquire this kind of uh, domain to be your main source of work this day or main source of existential to, to, to work for a project that's called dropshipping.com it's always funny and easy so easy to be true but i have a friend that's in this industry for a long time ago and 
I was working mostly on the marketing part, working with e-commerce brands, helping them like from the agency perspective. And he came up, hey, we have a guy from US-based. He has uh, one interesting idea. He is the owner of dropshipping.com and he wants to build a platform on it. So are you able to join our forces and we can go over and build some content? It was our plan. Long before we were trying to build a knowledge center with different domains, one of them is dropshipping, the dropship village. Uh, so, and this was opportunity that cannot be missed. So, mm -hmm. we get up on a call, and it's a kind of collaboration because you know, if you want, it's like real estate if you buy a premium domain when nobody is looking for that domain, and then you want to sell it. Five years later, uh, then you're in a big advantage over the people who want to buy it. But luckily, we have a partner that want to build a real platform. So he gives us the, he, he's renting us the dropshipping.com domain so we can build our dreams. So, so somebody had their had their hands on it, and they were and they were yeah. waiting for a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, while you were saying that, I just had a curiosity because I do have my my window open here. I just decided to type in dropship.com just to see what happens, and it ends up with a dsco.io, and it says DSCO is now part of Commerce Hub. It's like, well, this isn't the 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 nexus of information. This is just, like, I mean, the, the <laughs> commerce. I okay, we'll talk to Commerce Hub at some point, but just just in case anyone's wondering what happens when you actually type that in, that's what happens, and it's not as uh, comprehensive. So, however, people type in dropship.com, and you know, you said that you you want to to cover everything, and you really want it to be the go to place for the dropshipping community. And and I and I even you know seeing myself um um uh, using it as well because it's 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 part of my my life now too, uh, but I want you to take us through um your your features. I want you to take us through the everything. Um, you know what? So we talked about articles um so far, um, but uh, let's uh, let's make sure that we fully cover what it is that uh, you have in mind for this website, what we can do, and what you have planned. So dropshipping is the platform we are building and most of the things like 70% of everything we planned are already uh, code in code and they're ready to be launched for the public. And what we plan to do is to bring all the information connected to the dropshipping business and e-commerce, of course, including the legal part, including the how you can set up your store from scratch. So basically we are dividing our platform our medium i will say in two in two basic uh, categories so it's directories and the know-how part for directories we are giving the world's first uh, premium supplier and product directory so we have uh, more than six seven hundred suppliers onboarded on our platform that we are presenting all the information for those from the suppliers uh, for free and also we have more than 8,000 products on our platform that people can browse, uh, inspire their journey and look for something to sell. And they can click immediately, land on AliExpress, for example, and they can work with the suppliers that are selling those products. Also, we have uh, wholesale directories that people can work on a large scale. And we have directories for e-commerce apps more than 300 e-commerce apps, everything you need to start at launch and maintain your dropshipping store, everything's here. So we have reviews, we have uh, guides for people how to use those apps and also uh, something that's still not launched, I, I hope it will be in a week or two, uh, stores directory. So we have more than 3,000 stores in our uh, platform that people can look at uh really live stores that people can get inspired for their journey look what works for other dropshippers what doesn't work and so they can choose uh, their domains they can choose their main branding voice everything else connected to the stores and on the know-how part we're building the knowledge center which means as you mentioned the articles the guides premium guides uh, premium newsletter. So we have success stories, interviews with people in the industry, 
but we are limited only for people that are building or have some kind of success with dropshipping stores. Of course, just a disclaimer, we are not looking for people that build seven figure businesses, uh, ordinary dropshippers that wanna start or working in the industry. And academy, the academy part is our collaboration with mentors, people that are uh, building, creating uh, dropshipping courses for living. So those people wanna collaborate with us and share their knowledge for our users. And basically that's it. Two different parts, a lot of knowledge, a lot of free directories and listings so people can browse, learn and get what they want so they can use in their dropshipping businesses. There's a few things to to unpack from that, uh, but the one yeah. that stuck out to me the most out of all of them is when you said that you're not uh, on the lookout for people who've entered the seven figure range because, well, you know, that's 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 quite uh, that's quite an accomplishment, and, and people seem to be doing well. But I think that actually. Um, illustrates not everybody gets to that point, but that doesn't mean that they're not successful, right? I mean, six figures is still pretty good. Um, even five figures might be yeah. um, adequate for some people. So um, from your point of view, you know, what, uh, what, ha- what is the, you know, the realistic average uh, or, you know, yearly revenue? If, you, if we want to say it in revenue, we can do that. But I, I would want to also add in maybe the products they use, their, their, their cultural footprint. Um, what does the average dropshipping store um, uh, run like these days? Yeah, that's based on the product you are selling. If you're in high ticket dropshipping stage or products you are choosing to sell, you can make a thousand bucks from just one product. But if you're selling like most of us are doing uh, low ticket products with uh, like gadgets or everything starting from clothes uh, to fitness uh, and pets products, fishing products. So you are in a stage where you can, if you're making, I will uh, leave this out. If you're making like 2000 to 3000 per year, I think you're good uh, per month. You're good. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that that's something we calculate, okay, you're succeeding in dropshipping. 1,000 is actually a good number to say, okay, this is something that I should put more attention on. But to, to be calculated, like, of course, this depends on the place you're living in. 3,000 is a lot of money in some countries, not that much in developed countries. So basically, that's the the benchmark you you, you want to hit to say, okay, this is my main job. Yeah, I mean, I'm in Canada, and three thousand dollars is pretty good if your parents are still helping you out with their groceries. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I, I wanted to now um, uh, follow up on that because you also mentioned a uh, high ticket. And, you know, for the most part, when I talk to people uh, in, in the dropshipping space, it is low ticket items. Um, I mean, for one, they're, you know, they're, they're safer to send uh, and all that. But uh, I mean, if you don't want to like call out specific stores, that's all good. It could be confidential. But um, generally, what, uh, what are high ticket uh, stores looking like? What is it that they're selling exactly? Most of those high ticket stores are selling fashion clothes, fashion design, right, okay. designer things. And that's the booming industry that never dies, of course. But here you have some legal authorities if you're selling like uh, fashion brands from the biggest brands, uh, maybe you, you, you will have problem to clarify if you're the owner of those brands and so on and so on. Also another in- industry that you can enter for high ticket products is if you're selling uh, electronics or Mm. video games or you are into the industry of fitness but fitness of course it's divided on different parts if you're selling small supplements you're not into high ticket dropshipping business if you're selling fitness equipment you are in so depends on the uh, product depends on the supplier if you're selling from China and uh, supplying people only uh, locally, then y- you should probably choose low ticket products that are for the mass market. But if you manage to build a niche store with a lot of people that are uh, dedicated audience and you have following on all the platforms, you build the momentum and you have budget to, to advertise your store, then I will suggest 
go for it and build something that's worth living for. Actually, you know, I did I did want to ask you about uh, about video games because that article stuck out to me being the 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 enormous nerd that I am. I, I was actually kind of um, surprised to to see because uh, part of the article indicates that you know you can add, you can drop ship um, the the video games themselves. Did I read that right, or or is it that there it's mostly just like paraphernalia and accessories like you know controllers or, or headsets or stuff like that that people are selling or but are people actually able to successfully you know drop ship um and sell copies of, of video games to me that always seemed like that was kind of a, a a line that a lot of sellers can't cross yeah i think uh we are mostly about to explain the heart hardware part of video games so equipment or everything that surrounds uh, the setup for video gamers like consoles hardware uh, health products for gamers and game re- related merchandise like chairs desks or even game related uh, print on demand uh, you can sell merch so basically we are covering that part because selling video games itself is uh, not that sustainable Mm-hmm. I don't have data to back this up, but I think that's mostly uh, affiliate marketing part. If you want to enter the digital space and sell digital products, games, you should consider affiliation with the suppliers or video games creators uh, instead of entering the video games and selling hard copies of the of the games itself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I mean, the 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 main line. Uh, video game retailers, they, they're, they've been struggling for a long time because you have so many digital downloads now. And a lot of them have actually turned into cultural stores as well. If you walk into an EV games these days, you could, they got the games there, but then they got toys, they got Nerf guns, they yeah. got clothes, they got all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, it, it, it is nice to see because at least that way, you know, one spot. Anyways, I don't want to get too far off on that. Uh, but something, this is, this is something that came to my mind in, in our conversation. And it's kind of, um, it's hyper-specific. But I thought I'd give it a shot anyways. So I don't know if you're familiar with some of the brands that we have here in the West where they have a, I guess I could I, maybe a consignment uh, program. Um, so like Avon or Tupperware, where, you know, they'll sell product to a, uh, to a user and then that user will then you know, sell it to, to other people. Um, they, we have this thing called Tupperware parties. It's kind of a, of a, of a cliche i don't know if we still have them or not but like somebody would invite all their friends or family or just interested people and just sell off a bunch of tupperware and the the benefit is of course is that you have the strength of a brand behind you uh the downside is well you know the the margins aren't quite as high but is there is there a window of opportunity there where people actually could uh or maybe they are and i just don't know but people are drop shipping other people's brands in the same way that some people are purchasing these products and selling it on on their behalf? Yeah, I will say that that's completely into this game of dropshipping. So okay. maybe maybe that's not covering the whole model of dropshipping. And there are a lot of, of course, misconceptions that the only way you can look at dropshipping is taking products from Chinese suppliers and reselling them on your store or Walmart or uh, Amazon. So those are different things we can consider at this point, but I think people can make money from everything. Again, I don't want to be the person who is telling, hey, just go out there, buy some stuff and resell them for a higher price. That's the whole concept, of course. But I think if you are willing enough to spend time to find your niche, to create content that they're engaging to and to find a good price while providing value to your customers, you can resell everything and including your teas. Like, wh- why not? You can take another brand. You can create a whole story around it. You can put it on internet on a basic store. You can get your friends first or your community. Maybe you have 30 people that are following you on Reddit. Why not? And you can sell that. That's the, the, the whole story here. Nothing is forbidden and nothing is out of the game as soon as you put your creativity and your mind to the place where you are just willing to provide value. Not those scammy scammy things that, okay, I can buy it. Uh, Everyone starting dropshipping is starting with this permission. Okay, I'm buying a product from AliExpress. 
three times more. That's the, my price, of course. Th that's one of the, 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 the main things you can consider when dropshipping. But let's flip the, the ball from the other side. First, think about what you're interested in, how you want to satisfy your existing audience or how you want to build the audience, what they are looking for and how much they are willing to pay. And then find the product, no matter if it's from China or local supplier or your grandma knitting, uh, I don't know, everything is into consideration. So you just need to figure out the game and to be honest with your uh, goals and with your audience. Okay, well, I, I think that's a, the, that's a great take on it. Uh, but well, one thing that sticks out to me is I think the difficulty of being able to acquire a, you know, a large enough of an audience um, and then being able to find the product that, that works for them, I think. And, and I would actually count myself among these is, you know, um, maybe look for the product first and then try to find the audience that would be amenable to it or be responsive to it. Uh, now, I, I do, I, I have some idea of, you know, where, where the answer to this question is going, because you can obviously, you can do a blog, you can do a website, you can start to build a, a community that way and then, and then work on merch. So what has been the consistent pattern in terms of um, building the audience and if possible, building the audience before the product and then scenario B, if scenario B even exists, is you know discovering the product and then building the audience for the product. Yeah, most of the things that I mentioned before are connected to the whole story of marketing. And that's me. I'm coming from a marketing perspective, and that's why I'm leading most of my advice to the marketing side and building audience, community, and sharing knowledge with people first before you ask for their money. But to answer your question, I think building the audience is the hardest and the easiest part of this game. Why? The hardest is because it's too saturated. People are building everything on every platform. And you, if you want to enter, you got to be unique. You got to be consistent. Those are the main takeaways from the hard part. But the easiest part is internet is open for everyone. As soon as you have good internet connection and things to share with your audience, you can build it in just six months. So I will say social media is the main takeaway because everything you mentioned, like those inbound strategies, building a blog, content marketing, uh, sharing knowledge on different platforms, email, outreach, everything else, that's more for the people who are building like software, SaaS companies, or uh, something that people should ask first or acquire knowledge to buy your product, mainly for high-ticket dropshipping products. But for selling physical products and that are not uh, into the game of sharing a lot of knowledge before you make your buying decision, you can build your audience simply on different social media platforms. And I will say the game changer right now is TikTok. Uh, so if you are able and confident to sit in front of your camera and share your knowledge, Describe how one product is working and maybe find a different angle from different from the people that are doing already that then you, you can win, of course, because the organic reach is huge on TikTok. And, you know, Instagram, Facebook are kind of dying from the organic reach, but the paid advertising is here always. So dropshipping is like... Uh, mostly connected with the paid advertising strategies, Facebook and TikTok ads and influencers. If you cannot build your audience, why not using other people's audience? If that's related to, to your product, related to your main idea, you can utilize people that already built uh, huge audiences or not that huge. You can go with micro or the most emerging trends uh, nowadays, nano influencers. So you can find people that are building audiences like around 10,000 uh, followers or views per month, and you can reach out and for almost no cost, you can advertise your your product. Yeah. So for those of you, by the way, who are following uh, my, 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 my TikTok journey, uh, you will all be delighted or disappointed to know that TikTok has completely consumed me. It's, it's, it's more or less turned into like the only social media platform that, that I, that I use now. It's, it's really hard to fight 
the consistency of it, how much information can actually be supplied. And my, my algorithm, it's, it's funny, you know, I see all these faces now on there being like, you don't need to do the nine to five. You just need to get into NFTs or you just need to get into crypto. Here's my top five crypto. And, and, you know, I, I, I like and follow them. And now there's, there's hundreds of these guys. I'm like, Oh, come on, come on. So it's in terms of supplying the information, it does it so quickly. Um, and then if people are intrigued, uh, one assumes that they'll, they'll, they'll dig uh, deeper into it. Uh, I will say on the flip side, what I have also noticed as a user is as soon as the, um, the content creator is expecting more engagement, like, if you want to see more of this information, be sure to go onto my page. That's where I'm like, okay, I can do that. Or I can scroll up and continue my, my, my IV drip of dopamine. So, so there, there, that is so far the one disadvantage that I've seen of it so far, but anyways, I don't wanna, I'll, I'll, I'll stop for now, next episode. Yeah. I'll... It always will be that way. Even when the newspapers were alive, people are looking in a constant look for a dopamine flow. So mm. we can never stop looking for news, information, engaging videos. And nowadays, despite the pandemic that we are at home and everyone, is filming their journey, no matter it's funny engagement or informational, uh, those platforms will never die. So nowadays, Facebook is changing their name. Everything is going on. People are interesting. Uh, what's the next phase of the internet? But of course, that, that's discussion for another, another podcast episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think if, as soon as we follow the right people and we consume the it in legal terms, by legal, I mean... You sh- we should put boundaries how many times we open the TikTok, for example, and how many minutes we spend there, then we are good. So no, you, you're not the only one. Everyone can relate. I, uh, I, I, the, uh, the, the anarcho-libertarian in me is like, oh, I don't know about that. But then, this, yeah, I, it's also not a bad idea whatsoever. Um, I, I want to get back to um, some, of the, you know, some of the features uh, that you're offered on the website. One of the other ones that stuck out to me was you know, over 300 apps available. And, and I could see somebody maybe getting into a little bit of analysis paralysis, seeing so many options is just trying to figure out, you know, not only what's best, but what's best for them. So uh, how might somebody navigate that many apps and try to get a sense of what it is that they really need and then really decide on which app it is, is the right fit for them? Yeah, that's one of the things that's still in the building process. In November, I will say by the end of November, we will have a complete guides and comparison tables, pricing tables for every single app. So people can enter the category first. They can choose from more than 15 different categories, starting from fulfillment, merchandising, product sourcing, uh, then marketing, conversion rate, optimization, sale, customer support. All those categories will be displayed, described on top of the funnel, like what you need to choose right now in order to succeed in every different stage. So we will divide the apps for different stages for people, beginner, intermediate, expert level. So everyone who is the expert level will click there and find the apps that are related to the expert level. Mm-hmm. By expert level, I mean people who are already receiving more than 200 orders per month and they know how to handle the basic things. Also, we will do complete reviews for every single app and one versus another. So they will be able to to look at, okay, so I want to use Smart Push app for marketing from Shopify. What are my alternatives? They can click on alternatives. They can see all the alternatives on that app. Okay, so I want to compare Smart Push app with another uh, pop-up notification app. you can click and find if there's a resource for that. Most of the time, we will be able to provide uh, content and comparison tables like from the pricing to the future, easy of use, and of course, the reviews. We will populate all the reviews from Shopify and from our platform because kind of I forget to mention that we are building a premium forum so people can log in mm-hmm. and discuss, engage with uh the same audience or the people that are ahead of the game or people that are trying to find help for a certain question or problem they have in their journey. And it's kind of in a beta version right now because we want first to onboard as many as possible people on the platform 
and then we can go narrow down the things that people are willing to use most of the time so we can join our efforts and build that first. That's why I was saying, okay, this is we are four months into the market and we were able to get to this point really quick, but to build our dream platform that it's been to be, we need kind of a month or two to be on that place. And I hope that people that will listen to this episode and are listening right now, they, they will be able to extract all the knowledge that we are uh, providing at the moment. There, there was one idea that came to my mind. I'm just going to pitch it just in case, but one, one route that I would uh, 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 think as a, as a user would be like a questionnaire or a quiz that I could fill out. And, you know, by, by answer, based on the questions and based on the answers I submit, it would then say, okay, well, here's the apps that would probably work out for you. So just one thing that came yeah. to my mind. Nice idea. We are using that for the suppliers uh, okay. onboarding. On so we, 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 we want to find what they are looking for and what information they can display for our users so they can get confidential information. And we can switch the ball, of course, in this case, and we can provide the quick quiz so they can find what level uh, dropshipping you are. And we can that way we can provide articles, premium guides for that level, for that specific level. We can provide tools, apps, and stores. So we can say, okay, you are this level. Uh, maybe you can you should consider these 10 successful dropshipping stores so you can get inspired and take the main things that are working for them and incorporate those things into your store. Mm-hmm. So the possibilities are endless and we are willing to get feedback from you and everyone else that are listening to your podcast. Excellent. And uh, it's good too that you mentioned the forums because one of the other questions that I wanted to add too is, you know, what, how is the conversation taking place on the website? And then you, and you mentioned the forum so that um, uh, covers that. But just out of curiosity, is there... Are there other ways that people are going to be able to have a dialogue with each other, like chat rooms or, or even if like a like a like a discord caller or something where people can actually join and, and have a and have a vocal dialogue? For now, we are just building a classic forum so mm-hmm. they can find the topic uh, basically one level one level down of Reddit. like you will find your subreddit, your topic, you will enter and you will see what's going on on the dropshipping stage and those topics will be uh, strictly created and related to specific uh, areas of dropshipping like fulfillment everything you want to know ask or share on that uh, particular thing like fulfillment orders how to process everything uh, then you're entering that topic and but in order to use the forum you you, you gotta be a subscribe to our channel it's completely free of course but you gotta be a member for on dropshipping.com and that's uh gets to uh one question that i that i am wondering um you know so far you haven't you know tried to uh, you know sell a product or anything like that um so for for myself and anybody who who's wondering is is this just an act of charity or is there a revenue plan in place to uh, to sustain your website yeah of course this is a First, we are building everything freemium. And mm-hmm. then the business mod- model is to work with partners. So one, one of the business models that we want to monetize is affiliates, of course, and partners who want to be mentioned on our premium newsletter, our premium sub- supplier. So basically, we are building a platform where uh, people are getting honest opinion on every tool every supplier, every product, and every store they want to look at and get inspired. But from the other side, on the B2B side, when we are working with the suppliers and the tools creators, we are going to collaborate with them in order to sustain this business model. So that's the first thing that we want to monetize after we acquire decent amount and reach our monthly goals. And then we can think about other things. But for dropshippers, Uh, For now, everything is freemium model. Everything is for free. Now that Shopify has upgraded to version 2.0, we needed to make sure we were up to speed. So we've released version 4.0 to ensure that we're 100% equipped to take advantage of the 2.0 revolution. If you haven't upgraded your store, head on over. And if you haven't gotten started, now's as good time as any. 
Okay, here's the next one that, that I'm that I'm wondering is so I have um I have a three PL that I have uh, you know with my website. They do have the ability to look for for, for products. I can show them what I want on AliExpress and they'll try to get a supplier and all that. Um, so and 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 I think it's fair to say that not everybody is going to be able to use every tool. But because there are so many tools and so many features, most people will probably find at least one or two things that are useful to them. But anyways, what I'm wondering is with your supplier database, is it possible that somebody could uh, connect the supplier to the third party logistics company and say, hey, look, I like this product. Do you think you can get in touch with them? See if you can deliver the products on their behalf. Because I don't know if the supplier is able to provide the shipping time that might be standard to my store which is why I have 3PL is to make sure that my shipping and branding is standardized. So I'm just wondering about the connection there. It's very specific. And it, let's just say I would not be able to answer, ask a question like that in my first week here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the question is completely on place. So I, I will answer it this way. Our suppliers directory is looking, you can look at it as Yelp, of course. So you are going out there uh, browsing the whole database and the listings, you are finding your dedicated supplier, or you can do this on, uh, on reverse way. So you can go over the products directory, you can find the products you want to sell, and you can connect with that same supplier on our platform or directly on AliExpress. But the model that we are uh, working on right now is just listing the suppliers, all their informations, and then people can directly contact the suppliers from our platform. So we can we, we are collaborating with the suppliers in the way that we are leading them, uh, people who want to work with them. And then the fulfillment and the connection or integration parts comes in. All of our suppliers that are on the platform right now are mostly working with different uh, softwares out there that are uh, working for the dropshippers and working as a middleman and providing those connections with the three PLs. So basically the model and the whole ecosystems will work this way. You are going, finding your supplier, clicking, contacting the supplier. He responds, okay, you have a match. He wants to work with you. You want to work with that supplier. And then you just ask the supplier, are you working with this, 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 or this integration uh, or software? And if they work, probably your 3PL are also collaborating with most of the online softwares for fulfillment and they can integrate in no time. So there's no hard things going on here, but as this, on this moment, I will say we are not able to provide the whole integration from, from the supplier's product to your dedicated 3PL. Right, but, but I think even so, you've done a, a, you know, a great deal of, um, uh, of aid already. Because you know the the supplier and the three PL, they also have to pull their weight too to make sure that this connection is um, uh, it, yeah. it goes through. Okay, so yeah, so that, that was definitely one of the ones that was uh, sticking out to me. And also, I just want to follow up on what we were talking about with the apps earlier about the limitation of it. I I don't know if you if you had uh, said that it was better if like the if the if, if like government um, limits how often social media uses. But I think if social media platforms had like you can use it for free for a certain amount of time and then you have to pay for it, like specific to the platform, like Facebook charges money or TikTok charges money. That wouldn't be so bad because then people would have like a five minute limit on TikTok and then most people would be like, all right, all right, that's Interesting. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting concept, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, okay, yeah. That's see, see, the, uh, the, the libertarian in me is like, okay, how do we monetize this? Okay, so I imagine that you have a very unique challenge when it comes to marketing because you have two groups of people that you want to reach out to. You want to reach out to people who are, you know, they're, they're active and they're doing well. They haven't exactly hit like, you know, the seven, eight figure range because by that point, they basically become their own empire. And then you also have people who are either interested in starting they or maybe even possibly, I guess this is a third group now, people who haven't even heard of dropshipping, but it could be a really good fit for them. So uh, how is your... How, how are things looking on the marketing front and trying to reach out to these different groups of people at very different places in terms of not only the revenue, but really their life? I will want first to correct myself. We, we are reaching to the seven figures people, but okay. Okay. That's, not, that's not the main point here because we want to help all those in the beginner or intermediate stage. And that's why they are our main focus. The people that reach those numbers are 
are already in place. They know what apps to use. They have suppliers that are working with for many years and 3PL. They know what apps to use and we are reaching to those people just to host them as a success story interview or if they have a mentorship session, legit one, so they can share more knowledge with our audience. So that, that, that's the, uh, the one audience. The next one is, as you mentioned, the complete beginners and the people who know thing or two for dropshipping. So basically our strategy right now is inbound only and we are creating content like SEO, social media, email, premium newsletter. So those are our main acquisition strategy. We are not using paid advertising to acquire new leads because the domain itself is so premium and the content mm. we are creating is premium. So in just three, four months, we we, are, we, we made to the first page of Google and people will, will recognize our name as a trusted supplier for knowledge and directories listing for everything they need for their business. Then everything comes down to on-page experience for our users. That's why we are building a lot of different futures tools so they can stay there, engage with uh, the content we are creating. And in the end, they can become in the bottom of the funnel, what we marketers want to say, uh, dedicated followers and audience who can work with us and maybe uh, stay for a long time so we can monetize those audiences for on a different levels like as I mentioned affiliates or uh, paid advertise paid, paid subscriptions with our uh, business partners so uh, right now we are working with Shopify we are working with Oberlo we are working with different tools we are kind of start working with the beautify of course and everything we want to build uh, on this moment is collaborations with the B2B people who are also targeting and providing value to the same audience. Mm -hmm. And on the other side are people who are uh, desperately looking for advice on the dropshipping uh, business, how they want to start or how they can scale it. Because starting a dropshipping is mostly easy task. Scaling a dropshipping store is the hardest one. So this is something that comes up every now and then, but I don't, I, I honestly, I, I don't give it as much thought as, as I should, but I think one way to actually, you know, uh, get in the game without having to commit to um, opening a website and, and, and having to do all those expenses is even selling on marketplaces like eBay, Walmart, and of course, Amazon. And I'm wondering if that's part of the ecosystem on, on dropshipping.com and, and helping people understand how to maybe put their products on these markets so that they don't have to use extra revenue to or extra capital sorry to uh to have to fund a, a website because you know there's a lot of testing involved and people not, might not necessarily get a product that hits at this moment we are only covering like uh with knowledge our knowledge know-how center how they can get into that game so at this moment we are not doing anything more than sharing the knowledge how you can sell on ebay how you can sell on amazon because our suppliers are working with yeah uh, independent uh, personalities who want to start dropshipping store. We are not limited just to those e-commerce platforms like Shopify or Vix or Square, but we are not connecting the people to go out there and sell on uh, the big fish in the mm. fishes in the, in the sea like Amazon, Walmart. We have a few articles that are covering those bases, mm -hmm. but we are not connecting the suppliers and our users to go there. And we are not sharing apps for Amazon, eBay, Walmart, Etsy. So for now, we are focused on building independent businesses like you're owning your own store on mostly on Shopify, I will say. Mm -hmm. Right. I, yeah, I, 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 I understand that. And at the same time, providing the knowledge for it is certainly um, a great deal of help. So um, here's one article that, that stuck out to, to me as well, or it was about you know selling it in Canada and starting up a business and registering it and getting a bank. And, and, I, and I wanted to, I mean, I've had other opinions on this, so this might be like my sixth opinion on it, but I, I do want to get another one on it just for, for good measure. So registering a business uh, does cost some money. If you do sole proprietorship, it doesn't cost a lot of money, but it could cost you a lot of money if you get in trouble. So, you know, there's a lot of risk there anyways. So have you seen an average for when people um, register their business? It, do people have like a window of grace where say like, Things are going well and they're starting to generate revenue and they say, okay, this is working. I can register this. 
or have you seen that it's consistently look, no, you got, I, it's, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you still have to sign up. What has been the consensus from your point of view? Can't say uh, absolute numbers in months or days or years even, Sure. but I will say it depends. So to, to, to be precise and answer your question, uh, I will say if, if you are into industry, as I mentioned before, that's hard regulated from the local authorities like skincare or something you are putting on your face or products that you can be sued for. So I think go on and registrate LLC or whatever, open bank account. So you will be in uh, some way protected from those um, misunderstandings with your customers or the government, I don't know. And then the other uh, category on how to decide when to sign up for LLC is to look at your products. If you're selling high ticket products that can generate a lot of value and revenue right away and you have dedicated audiences, why not? You, you, you can't be scared from paying taxes or because that's a business and every country is living on taxes. Uh, so you can uh, register your business and build an empire around it. But if you're selling small gadgets or something that you're not sure, or it's one product store and you're not sure if that's going to work, I will say test it and try to get like 100 or 200 uh, sales per month on a constant base. And after your third month, you can start thinking or going for legal advice on how and when to register your business. Excellent. Well, that, uh, I think, I think that's, uh, that's fair and balanced. All right. Well, um, we're, we're closing in on our, on our hour and, and I haven't, uh, I don't know if I've budgeted enough time yet to ask you about NFTs, but anyway, so, um, what I, uh, one, one question that I, that I, that I love to ask people is, you know, what's been, what's been your journey, um, through e-commerce? Like what were you doing before e-commerce and, uh, what was your skill set that uh, came with you as you as you entered into the e-commerce space? And then on top of that, what's been your e-commerce experience? I understand that you've uh, run stores as well, if I yeah. uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My I, I will say three words: marketing, agency, e-commerce. Those ecosystem right. never leaves me. So okay, okay. I, I, I am in the marketing space for more than four years, and I, most of the time I was working for agencies. At this moment, I am building and running an agency. So we are working with a lot of e-commerce stores, e-commerce suppliers, and huge, huge businesses around the U.S. and Canada and uh, Europe, and. That that's how I find my passion around selling products, uh, building businesses on something that you're passionate about. Because I was working a lot of, uh, I, I was working with clients in the service base, digital products, SaaS products. Of course, I have experience with those areas. But the one thing that sticks to me all the time is e-commerce, and that's when I decided to start creating my simple stores, selling something locally. Uh, building a merch print on demand that was my first e-commerce try to get into the, the industry. And then I switched to the most basic or I will say first business model that came to our mind, dropshipping. And that's how I started working with Dropshipper as a consultant and as an agency owner with different businesses uh, operating as a dropshippers or classic e-commerce stores uh, working with their own products. And that way, during that journey, I acquired a lot of knowledge on how to build, scale, or even launch uh, on the first day, how to prepare for launch your business. And all that knowledge, I was kind of wanted to share with a large scale audience on different platforms. And that's how I entered the whole ecosystem of building something, launching it, market it, and then share all your experience, like building in public, you know, all the people on Twitter that are building their SaaS products in public. And that's that's our journey with dropshipping.com. We are a bunch of people that are passionate about dropshipping, e-commerce, and we want to share everything we learned from different perspectives. So my first uh, thing, my main job is the marketing part. So I'm mostly working on those uh, kind of areas uh, 
knowledge for marketing know-how, premium guides for marketing, how to advertise your product. And we have people that are dedicated to work with the suppliers, the fulfillment part, filming or working with uh, our mentors and the forum, engaging the people. And basically that's it. So from the marketing perspective, working with agencies, a lot of seven figures brands that we built and managed to, to get to that point. And then I end up uh, with my friend to, to start dropshipping.com as I explained my story. And now this is my main focus to build dropshipping.com to launch everything we plan to launch and to share our knowledge with our audience. And, and given that it is um, a, such a, you know, such a big drive for you and it's a, it's a such a main area of focus. My other question for you is, you know, how would you describe the state of dropshipping right now? And what do you feel it needs in order to advance and continue to be relevant in six months from now and a year from now and five years from now? Yeah, uh, I think dropshipping is on its high level. Right now, we are in a phase where e-commerce as a business model is top of top of its game because of the pandemic and the lockdowns and people are buying all the time. But for the dropshipping, for those who are uh, concerned about is it going to work in the next year, in the next six months? Is it worth to start? I will say dropshipping as a concept will die when people stop buying things. And when, when there's no supply for things, when we switch our society into something on a different level, into different reality, then we can say, okay, dropshipping, e-commerce, or whatever is that. But if I'm... If I'm on a place to make prediction what's going on, I will say, let's see what Facebook is going to do next with all those plannings to, to connect the uh, reality and the virtual reality. And I think that's the, the next stage of dropshipping, buying from products from your phone or from your mind directly. You, you, you will project your uh, room and you will say, okay, I, I want to find a store that's working in home decor space and how i will approach that okay virtual virtually you will see a hologram of a picture of uh, something that you want to put on your desk you will just click on it see the price and you will buy it so maybe i'm too, too far mm -hmm. i'm going too futuristic but <laughs> everything that's related to engage with people on that level and making the experience and the uh, access to buying your product more easily that's the the the, the main thing you should consider if you want to enter this space and of course from the marketing perspective as i said build and maintain your audience the paid advertising is first of course you should start and get traction when you're working with your new product to test everything facebook ads and tiktok ads i will say are the top of the game first on, on that stage when you want to build uh, something around uh, one product. But then you should think building audience that will stay with you and you can sell whatever you want. You definitely got my imagination going when you're talking about the <laughs> virtual reality. There's a part of me that thinks like, oh, I, I want this. And then they press the, the buy button and then it materializes in front of them by way of like a, three, a drone that flies into the window, 3D prints it and then goes. So it's, uh, there's, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to take some time, but uh, I do not, think not, we're going to yeah. live to see at least some major paradigm shift. Um, and because I've alluded to it multiple times, I'm going to get you to give me a hot take on uh, NFTs and crypto before I let you go. So uh, have they entered your peripheries? This, uh, are they of any interest to you or are you still waiting to see uh, them uh, continue to evolve before uh, uh, dipping your toes into it? Or maybe you own like a bunch of crypto. I don't know. I... Not yet. I, I kind of skipped the crypto bus itself. So I jumped directly on into the NFTs. So it's a crypto-based, blockchain-based model. But uh, at, at this moment, 100% of my time is to live and breathe with dropshipping to see what this journey will take us, where it will take us, and how we can help those people that want to start small on the online business first. And then I want to jump into the trend of NFTs. But in the this age, in this stage of uh, internet, we should learn 
about everything. And I think the generalists who learn a lot of things from every industry will win in this game. That's mm-hmm. why I have a lot of interest into the NFTs and how you can monetize that part, how you can be the creator who is paid from uh, your audience and how you can get rid of the big uh, the big players in, in the game so you can be monetized from what you like to do and how you like to do that. So my stage at this moment is still not into deep into the NFTs or crypto, but mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot. So I want to catch on the trend as soon as possible. I'll make a recommendation to you and, uh, and to my audience. If anybody wants to get like a little bit of, uh, of, of crypto going, um, I use Brave as a web browser and it actually generates crypto just for using it. They, they sell you ads and then you earn BAT, uh, which I've converted into Bitcoin. And then if you sign up mm-hmm. for Coinbase, um, I think it's .com, um, yeah. they actually have these little, it takes like 10 seconds to fill out these little um, guides, I guess. And they'll give you a, a, a token uh, based off of it. So uh, after after like an hour's worth of looking at these different cryptos, I ended up with like $40 worth of like 12 different mm-hmm. cryptos. So it's an easy way to just start getting things and holding on to them. Um, in, in both that and an NFT, the beauty of it is it allows you to take what you're doing and crystallize it. So with NFTs, for those of you who have to look into it, um, you can sell, if somebody say like makes a song or draws a picture, they can put that on an NFT place like OpenSea, sell it, and then they'll get royalties every time somebody else buys it. So it's much better for like an artist than somebody who sells a painting once and never sees that, you know, any continued money afterwards. So um, it, it is it is a great uh, thing to get into. Um, I would say that it's the beauty of it is you can start passively. You don't have to start actively. It's something that will continue to enhance your, our, our day-to-day activity. So that's my that's my take on it. I am enthused about it, but uh, that is we've we've said before. now. Yeah, just see, this is why I I'm I'm trying to save my off-topic stuff for the end because at least that way we did everything else. Okay, so Martin, um, that is everything that we're going to do today. Um, it has been a blast talking to you. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where dropshipping.com is going. It is uh, just having checked it out myself. It is a great database so far, and, I, and I'm and i really looking forward to seeing um, what you pull off in, uh, in, in the coming months and years. So doors open, more than happy to have you back. The parting question for you is, as always, if you have any last bits of wisdom, like a Chinese proverb or something you like sharing, you're welcome to. And then, not that I just said the, the address, but whatever, we'll do it again. Let the audience know how they can make contact. Yeah, perfect. So I was so honored to to be here and to share my knowledge and how the dropshipping will help all those dropshippers or people that are looking to enter this business model. Uh, And I will say just try, test and adjust. That's my main, main line of how you can succeed in every online business or offline maybe business. But here you don't have barriers to enter and you don't have any kind of thing that can stop you, as you said, from entering into the NFT, dropshipping, affiliate marketing, whatever you want. Just start it passively at first, learn everything that needs to be learned, uh, work on your full-time job or your full-time project. And then if you saw traction, if you learn how to use all the tools, all the supplier connection with 3PLs, all the marketing stuff, and you find your winning products because we don't we didn't spend a lot of time to to talk about the importance of finding the winning product that's the main and the first thing that can break or make the things after you, you did everything else right uh so if you find a winning product and if you find your audience if you know a thing or two how to manage and reach a broader audience go for it nothing is stopping you mm-hmm. and if you want to learn more the whole topic we are talking about is dropshipping. So you just type dropshipping.com. Whatever, whenever you want, you can enter and learn a thing or two. Our app reviews, our supplier directories, our tools, stores, and everything that we mentioned on this podcast episode. So uh, you you can open social medias and just type dropshipping.com, and you will find us on every major major platform or our main platform, our main medium and source of knowledge, it's dropshipping.com. Excellent. Well, when we have you back, we'll, we'll cover more about the uh, specificity of, of winning products. 
um, we, uh, we have, I think, I don't even, I've lost track of how many episodes we've done, but um, for, for anybody who's eager to learn about it right away, we have our, uh, plenty of uh, podcast episodes in the bank. So feel free to check those out. And of course, head on over to dropshipping.com and, uh, and, and get your knowledge going. So with that, one more thank you for the road, Martin Simonoff. It's been, it's been a blast to have you here. And uh, one more thank you to my audience. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to collect this information, use it for my own benefit, of course, and share that with all of you as well. So to everybody, take care. And we will check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at Debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to Debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next. Next.